wrestling fans of the Japanese world, and for those of you here living in the United States, welcome to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am your co-host and co-pilot, Mark Morell, aka Mark Knight. I am one half of the most illustrious tag team in the fucking galaxy, and if you don't believe me, try your skills, you'll get dropped on your goddamn head, because ain't nobody matching with myself and the proprietor of it all, Dietrich Davis. And we welcome you here to this here broadcast. I just feel like saying that because I'm in a good mood. And um, I just want to get down to talking about some stuff. Because there's a lot of things that's been happening within the last couple of days from the land of the rising sun. Not only in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but with other promotions. And I want to talk about it. And I think it's about time that we speak on it. But before we get into all that, I just want to thank all of you who are listening to this podcast on your favorite streams, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn, and Podcast Addict. So we thank you for tuning in to the shows, ladies and gentlemen. So we want to, I want to get right into it. Um, First things first, New Japan Pro Wrestling, after the um, Sengoku Lord show started, their... Um, summer struggle tour um and i'm going to give you the results of the matches from those events starting with the matches from july 26 uh we had um the main event to naito bushi and Hiromu takahashi taking on evil dick togo and taji ishimori we had um Kazuchika Okada and Sho versus Yudro Takahashi and Ghetto. We had um, Master Wato, Hiroshi Tenzan, um, Kota Ibushi, and Tanahashi taking on Zack Sabre Jr., Tai Chi, El Desperado, and Yoshinabu Kanemaru in eight man tag action. We had Yuji Nagata and Yuya Amura taking on Minoru Suzuki and Doki in tag action. We had uh, tag team action again with Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, and Sonata versus Sonata and Shingo Takagi. And then we also had uh, Taguchi, Kojima, and Makabe taking on Tomohiro Ishii, Yano Toru, and Gabriel Kidd. And uh, we also had um, the same thing in various actions, of course. The same matches. We had uh, Taguchi, uh, Satoshi Kojima, Makabe versus Ishii, Hiroki Goto, and Gabriel Kidd. We had that, of course. We also had um, Yoshihashi and Yano Toru taking on Shingo Takagi and Bushi in um, tag action. We had Yuji Nagata and Yuro Yamura versus El Desperado and Minoru Suzuki. That's setting up to be a nice blood feud between them two, of course. I love a Minoru Suzuki, uh, Yuji Nagata match. You can never grow tired of those. Then we had Hiroshi Tenzan, Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tenzan, Master Wato taking on Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Doki. We also had, um, which there's a story leading into that um, for... Uh, Kota Ibushi, Kota Ibushi and Tanahashi looking to get their um, rematch, but um, Dangerous Techers are like, fuck nah, we're not giving you a rematch unless uh, Kota Ibushi ditches Tanahashi and gets him a brand new tag team partner. Kota Ibushi wants Tanahashi to step up. I'll talk about that in a little bit. We also had Kazuchika Okada and Sho taking on Yujiro Takahashi and Gato which saw um, Bullet Club kind of get the win on that one. And then we have um, 
Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Hiromu Takahashi versus Evil, Dick Togo, and Taji Shimori with uh, Bullet Club getting the win. And um, Taji Shimori challenging uh, Hiromu for the championship, which will take place at the um, August 29th show in um, the baseball stadium. All right, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit, which would be, I think, what is the name of the bloody event? I just recently saw it in my head. Yeah, they're going to be at, um, it's the main event for um, Summer Struggle at Jingu Stadium in Japan. So that's going to be, and actually that's August, you know, 16th. I'm wrong about that, but August 29th, right? So now let's get into that. So the announcement was made prior to the intermission at the uh, Sengoku Lord Show, Jiku Stadium, which has the capacity to hold under 40,000 people, which is 37,933 people. But however, due to the number of fans attending, um, it will be less than that. So probably give or take maybe about 5,000 people, maybe a little over 5,000 give or take. New Japan has not held a stadium event since the Battle of the Summer of August 29, 1999. That event featured what was described as a death match, explosive barbed wire death match between the Great Muda and Estoshi Onida, the Great Nita. Muda would end up winning that bout. And there were various other matches as well. And then um, they're also going to be doing a new TV series called New Japan Strong, which will appear um, during the summer and will be streaming August 7th at 10 p.m. Um, at New Japan World. So we will get into talking about that. Um, apparently, we got some feelings coming out of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling with uh, a bunch of stuff that's taking place. As I watched the um, Summer Struggle shows, um, the backstage talk was that maybe... Just maybe the unification of the intercontinental and IWGP heavyweight titles was a mistake. Now, Naito's um, vision of being the first man to hold both belts simultaneously meant that the belts were not supposed to be just one championship, that they would still have the definitive um, divisions, the divisions were not to merge, that the divisions would still be challenged separately. Regardless of the fact, Naito wanted to hold both belts at the same time, but he did not want to be called a unified champion. It should not be the double championship, in other words, which means that what this, what this could have meant was that while he was being the, the IWGP champion, he also wanted to have separate title defenses. He wanted to make sure that other people would also get shots at the Intercontinental Championship while at the same time him being the IWGP champion and those challenging for the IWGP championship would challenge him for that title or vice versa. Either way, it's interesting that he stated that in the promo um, going into the main event for August 16th, stating how that that's not how it was supposed to be, but he plans on rectifying the matter and fixing the matter August 16th when he challenges Evil for the double championship 
And if he is successful in recapturing the double crown, then perhaps maybe he would do what he intended to make clear that he would defend both belts in separate matches against the top challengers for those titles. So which means that Kota Ibushi, who was the um, number one challenger for the IWGP title after Okada, well, he would have been the number two challenger. He would get a shot at the IWGP belt. Jay White, who was the former Intercontinental Champion and still is perennially the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship, he should have been getting rematches or would have gotten a rematch for the Intercontinental title while Naito held on to both belts. So Naito was willing to defend the titles separately against any challenger for those titles. That's what he was looking to do. Hopefully that would... um come to fruition if he is capable of recapturing the titles once again okay one other thing i want to talk about i want to talk about antonio inoki now apparently antonio antonio inoki has been diagnosed with stiff heart syndrome um so he's having heart issues at this moment so um we're hoping that antonio inoki has a speedy recovery hopefully he will be fine of course if you don't know who Antonio Inoki is, Antonio Inoki is the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He made his debut in the world of professional wrestling in 1960 as the um, second student to the legendary Ricky Dozen, uh, along with Giant Baba. Inoki, uh, of course, was thrown out of JWA after trying to make a coup within the promotion after the death of Ricky Dozen causing for him to be expelled and for him to um, start New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1972. Um, of course, for those of you who are familiar with Antonio Inoki's um, allocades, um, of course, most notably, he is the um, NWF World Heavyweight Champion, North American uh, Tag Team Champion, with, show, with um, not only with Shohei Baba, but with um, Shigi Sakaguchi. He's also a um, MSG tournament winner. He's also a IWGP tournament winner. He is the first IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, he got into politics at one point in time in his life, um, still um, representing the Japanese diet at one point or another. He helped broker deals to um, get the show in North Korea done in 1996, the um, World Wrestling Summit. He also... Um, Engaged in um, hostage uh, negotiations um, to get some uh, hostages freed. And then he had converted to Islam. A lot of people don't know that about Antonio Inoki, that he converted to Islam. Um, and he had uh, friendships with um, Saddam Hussein. A lot of people don't really know about that. Also, Inoki not only started New Japan Pro Wrestling, but he also started um, Inoki Gnome Federation, which is a mixed martial arts professional wrestling hybrid where he still believed that pro wrestling was still the strongest sport in the world but he wanted to add the mma element to it a lot of people also say that um this form of enokiism also helped led into the dark ages of new japan pro wrestling um if you followed his career he's um had notable matches with the likes of muhammad ali 
um, Tatsumi Fujinami, Big Van Vader, The Great Muda, um, Ric Flair, William Regal, and of course, Andre the Giant, Stan Hansen, and Hulk Hogan. So Anoki's been around. He's been around. He's fought everyone up underneath the sun of the modern era between the, 70, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, all the way up into his retirement. So once again, we like to, I would like to extend a um, speedy recovery for Antonio Anoki during this time. Kazuchika's Okada's controversial request for New Japan has now been brought to the table. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced a brand new title, the KOPW Championship, 2020 Championship, earlier today in a press conference. This is not a physical championship, but a trophy will be awarded to whoever is the champion at the end of the year. The title resets in the year so that other wrestlers will have a chance of capturing it. The first champion will be decided August 26th at Currican Hall and August 29th at Summer Struggle in, in Jingu Stadium. Eight wrestlers will compete in four singles matches on August 26th. Each wrestler can pick a stipulation to add to their match. And it is touted anything could be picked. The fans would then vote on the stipulation to see what they want for that match. The winners of those four singles matches will face off in a regular rules four-way match on August 29th. The winner will become the inaugural champion and that can defend the title throughout the year with stipulations being voted on by the fans by each for each match. New Japan Pro Wrestling is apparently looking to do something completely fresh and new and how this championship is presented is and will be compared to other IWGP titles. Now, this will be very interesting. This is a championship that resets every year, similar to the Universal title held by CMLL when they do their um, Torneo de Universal um, every year or at the time that they were doing it, where this open weight division tournament would um, culminate with the uh, the top light heavyweights and the top heavyweights um, competing for that universal championship and the belt will be defended once a year. But in this case, this will be a trophy. Now, not too many wrestling companies utilize uh, the concept of trophies as championships um, for so many times. Of course, you know, uh, TNA has the World Cup of Wrestling uh WWE had their world um, best tag team of the World Cup that they had in um, Jeddah, um, Saudi Arabia, when they did the last uh, show in uh, in Saudi Arabia where the Good Brothers won that tournament to become the best tag team in the world wrestling entertainment. Because if it was a real world tag league, then, of course, they would have had uh, participants from other federations from around the world participating in this tournament, but that was not the case. So, um, but shout out to the Good Brothers on uh, winning that tournament. But these are just examples of that. Uh, Mid-South had a television championship where the television title was a, was a medallion. The Beat the Champ, the Beat the, the Beat the Champ television title was represented as a medallion. So in this case where 
even the six-man world tag tag team championships in world class before there were physical belts, they were it was a trophy. So there was no physical belt, it was a trophy. So maybe in this case this might work. Different stipulations um to be chosen in these matches. And some of those stipulations he was talking about steel cage matches, ladder matches, um fatal four ways, fatal five ways, whatever the case may be. Um but four way match four way dances would definitely be like its own match because that's just basically what it is. It's its own match. It doesn't really need any additional stipulations. But there's the probability and the possibility that just maybe you might see uh, death matches returning to New Japan Pro Wrestling. You might see um, steel cage matches returning back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. You might see bull rope matches. You might see strap matches. Um, you might see anything. And I think this probably might be kind of like uh, open door because you might see well, once they start bringing in um, fans and other wrestlers from other promotions to come in, there's a good chance that there might be some um, other exciting elements added to these matches. So that would be interesting. New Japan Pro Wrestling isn't really a promotion that utilizes uh, stipulation matches to get their point across when it comes down to the athleticism and the storytelling in the promotion. Uh, the very first ladder match, of course, going back several years, it was Kenny Omega. He was supposed to take on Hiroshi Tanahashi in the uh, the ladder match for the Intercontinental title, but Tanahashi was hurt, so it was Michael Elgin who took his place, and Kenny Omega ended up winning the Intercontinental title in the first ever ladder match in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, of course, you know, we had several death matches with uh, Chono versus Onita and also the Great Muda versus Onita. Um in matches like that. We also had empty park matches with Antonio Inoki and Masa Saito going back many, many years. So um, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And of course, typically the MMA style matches that Inoki was really pushing really, really hard to do for New Japan Pro Wrestling, those were brought to the table. So that uh, that would be interesting to see how that goes about. And also, I'm curious to know, will the junior heavyweights be involved in these uh, matches as well? Will this championship trophy be an open division um or will it just be something for the heavyweights only time will tell we would have to find out about that ladies and gentlemen the other thing that i want to bring to the table is a challenger to the wrestling world new japan pro wrestling has a new challenger on its hands that new challenge is cyber fight Cyberfight is looking to compete with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And what is Cyberfight, ladies and gentlemen? Cyberfight is a merger between Pro Wrestling Noah and DDT. The president of DDT and Pro Wrestling Noah, Sanshiro Takagi, took to social media and tweeted out the announcement that Noah, DDT, Tokyo Joshi, and Gun Pro Wrestling will be merging into a single brand called Cyberfight. The group will remain the same, writes Takagi in the message. He also makes it clear that the new company's intention are to overtake New Japan Pro Wrestling in popularity. Overtake New Japan Pro Wrestling's the number one wrestling promotion in the industry. Details will be released. Sanciro finishes. They also give a glimpse of what the logo will look like, as tweeted in the, in the tweet below. And... Um, I will look at that tweet and bring and talk about that briefly. 
Um, it says right here, giving a little bit of history. Pro Wrestling Noah was founded in 2000 by the former All Japan Pro Wrestling ace Mitsuharu Masawa, who at the time contracted 24 of the 26 Japanese wrestlers to leave All Japan to form Noah. They held their first show in August 2000, and they have a they've had working agreements with New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact, and Big Japan Pro Wrestling during the course of their run. DDT Pro Wrestling was founded in March of uh, 1997 by Shintaro Muto and actually used the title Dramatic Dream Team until 2004. In 2017, DDT was sold to Cyber Agent, causing the higher-ups in the company to be rearranged at the time. DDT has had working relationships, positive working relationships, with multiple pro wrestling and MMA promotions all around the world. So that would be interesting. So you have four groups coming together to form cyber fights. So you have Pro Wrestling Noah, you have DDT, you have Tokyo Joshi Pro, and you also have the other promotion, Gun Pro Wrestling, all gathering together to overtake New Japan's popularity in the Japanese scene, looking to become the number one challenger to new japan their ultimate goal of course naturally is to run a show at the tokyo dome i think that every promotion in new in 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 japan has at least at one time or another have ran shows at the tokyo dome uh maybe with the exception of um dd i mean not ddt well ddt hasn't done it and um big japan has yet to do that um, I believe FMW has done it. All Japan has done it. Noah has done it. And of course, you know, the Tokyo Dome is the home for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it would be interesting to see how that turns out as well, too. Um, I'm going to have a talk about this with Diedrich to see what um, he says about this as well once I get offline, off the air. But I think it would be interesting to see how this um, will work. This will spice up things in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, well, not only just... it was. It, Actually, I'm going to set this right. It's going to spice up things for the wrestling world. So New Japan is spicing up things with this uh, new trophy. Naito feels that as um, the double crown should be the double crown, but not as a unified title, and that everyone from each division should be able to get a shot at both belts as it was premised to be, but he needed to make that clear, and he did, and he's looking to make that clear. Also, the fact that um, um, Okada is suggesting that the KOPW Championship uh, trophy will be a fresh new way and an innovative way to keep the eyes on New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that will be interest interesting to see how this will be developed. Now, just to let you also know, the KOPW Championship, although it's going to reset every year, is the latest title in New Japan's history, the last titles brand new that come that came in to new japan pro wrestling are the following the never open weight six-man tag team belts the united states heavyweight championship the intercontinental championship and the never open weight title so those are the latest titles in the lineage of new japan pro wrestling history um that's there so this goes right along with um some of the other titles that they've had in the past and um it's interesting to see how this go how this was going to turn about 
you know, um, I thought at one point in time it would it would have kind of been like crazy to oversaturate New Japan Pro Wrestling with such a thin thin roster, even with full mass, that um they would incorporate another championship belt. But the smart move, of course, naturally is to have these um, wrestlers fight over a trophy. Now, it's interesting to see how now with um, Cyberfight that um, these four promotions becoming one or one organization to see how this is going to um, partner up and work and see how they would try to overtake New Japan's popularity as the number one promotion within the country. Um, and it's interesting that they're using Tokyo Joe um, in this particular case, not Tokyo Joe, the, um, the stereotype or whatever, but Tokyo Joshi Pro, um, in this case, um, when it was announced earlier this year that Stardom, well, actually last year, that Stardom, um, has partnerships with, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They are the sister fed with, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling right about now at this moment. So it's interesting to see how all of this is going to pan out and play out as well. Um... And on a final note, although it is, um, I don't really touch on WWE news, but I do want to talk about um, Kari Sane leaving WWE to come back to Japan. Um, of course, if you heard all over the, during the weeks on whatever podcast or news site that you go to, Kari Sane has expressed desires of leaving uh, World Wrestling Entertainment to come back home to Japan and nothing personal against the company. She just felt that it was her time um, to leave. I think she felt that she's accomplished everything that she wanted to accomplish. Um, I'm not sure if she did have the singles match that she wanted to have with Asuka. But if you follow um, her career, um, she started out at um, stardom. As a, as a major player there and one of the most sought after um, Japanese Joshi um, pro wrestlers uh, in this, on the scene. Um, if you know her history, she came into World Wrestling Entertainment through the NXT brand. She was a big star there. She ended up becoming the first ever Mae Young Classic winner. She won the uh, tournament there to become the first ever, the inaugural um, May Young Classic winner. Uh, she also would go on to win the NXT Women's World's title. She's held that belt for quite some months before dropping the title to um, Shayna Baszler. <coughs> um, she would go on to the main roster where she and Asuka will form a tag team to become the Kabuki Warriors and they would go on to hold, they were going to win and to hold on to the World Wrestling Entertainment Women's Tag Team Championships, the belts that are currently being held around the waist of um, the Golden Girls, Sasha Banks and Bailey, who are currently the um, Tag Team Champions. And Dietrich, you're right. WWE's been listening to this podcast, and they done jacked every goddamn idea. They are the two-woman power trip, the Golden Girls. They hold on to the titles you called it. They're listening to you, bro. So um, I think uh, a drink is in order. Uh, so congratulations on that one. Now let's see what the WWE is going to do with that. But nonetheless, um, congratulations to Kari Sane and her career. She will surely be missed. 
her flying elbow uh, definitely is one of uh, her highlight maneuvers inside the ring just from the traction and ups that she gets when she um, jumps in the air and has the elevation to drop that flying elbow. I hadn't seen a flying elbow that beautiful since Owen Hart, since uh, Randy Macho Man Savage, and since Nick Aldis and uh, Shawn Michaels. But uh, that's another story. A lot of people have done the flying elbow drop, but the most iconic of them all, of course, goes to Randy Macho Man Savage. He has the most devastating um, elbow drop on the face of the earth. But when Kyrie Sane hits that elbow drop, it is a work of art when you see her flying in the air and connecting that elbow and dropping it on her opponent when she would pick up her victories. So best of luck to Kari Sane and uh, what she does. I know that WWE was trying to uh, make her an ambassador for um, WWE when they come to Japan. Maybe she did accept that position. Who knows? We'll see where this goes. But uh, again, best of luck to Kari Sane. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> also I'm going to try to um, find some news about um, All Japan Pro Wrestling to see where they are in the state of the game. Um, as far as the ja the Japanese world of pro wrestling is concerned, because I don't think that they're going to be uh, lying in the gutter and letting uh, cyber fights attempt to surpass them, as they are looking to become the um, another main player in the world of professional wrestling over there in the Japanese scene. So, ladies and gentlemen, we once again we thank you for tuning in to Wrestlers with Experience. I am again your co-host, Mark Morell also known as Mark Knight, one half of the most illustrious tag team in this goddamn galaxy. You don't believe me? Try me. Test me. We got something for Uno. So anyway, thank you once again for listening to us on your favorite streams, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn, and Podcast Addict. If you're listening to us on those streams, give us a thumbs up. Give us a rating. Let us know what you think about our show. Let us know what you um, truly think about these contents that we're bringing to you folks. Um, also, follow us on our social medias, teamddod at um, gmail.com. So please be sure to send any email questions that you have. You're more than welcome to do that. Also, follow Dietrich on his social medias. Follow me on mine's. Um, so once again, we thank you for tuning in to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I will be back with more Japanese wrestling news. I will also be back, be back with, I'm about to say Bree Brack, be back with some more NWA news um, as everything develops. And we will talk to you soon. Take care and have a good one.